0: Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the brand new Las Vegas Raiders. This is the Raiders Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Raiders Wire editor, Marcus Mosher.
1: Well, we were hoping this year would be different, Marcus. We were hoping that these weren't going to be the same old Raiders that this team would finally rise up and give us like one of those big late season wins get into the playoffs but i'm starting to think and after seeing this blowout loss to the colts at home Mm -hmm. a game they had to win i think it kind of says it all doesn't it marcus
2: yeah it's unfortunate and it looks like we're going to be having one of those decembers again where john gruden his team and the raiders just can't find a way uh to beat some good teams but there's still a chance. There's still some hope, Ryan, that the the Raiders could get in, but it's not looking great.
1: Yeah, sure. It's not completely done yet, and I want to get into Paul Gunther. I think we'll spend a lot of time on him, but first mm-hmm. of all, I saw this on Twitter, Marcus. You're about to be- – is this are you be- about to become a dad for the first time?
2: Yeah, I mean, but we're, we're still doing the podcast because we, we need to talk about our Raiders.
1: Yeah, no, I, I was worried. I was, like, waiting for a call. I was like, Marcus is going to call me at some point and say that I can't do this. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm, you know, like, I, I can't work right now. But I haven't seen you miss one game on Twitter. You're still mm. out there. You're still doing your thing. And you are literally recording this pod from the hospital. You are uh, – you're, you're the man.
2: Yeah, we're just—I mean, this is how dedicated we are to the show. We're—we're we're not going to miss anything. Nothing holds us back. <laughs>
1: yeah. You more so than me, my man, because you—wow—that you. So let's—we'll try to get through the show as soon as possible, just in case something—something something happens here. Um, but just because uh, you know there's a baby on the way, Marcus does not mean we can't rip Paul Gunther. Of course. And, uh, no. So he—he he has been fired. He's been relieved as his du- of his duties as a defensive coordinator. Not all that surprising. I know he's his defenses with the Raiders have not been very good since he came over here mm-hmm. with Gruden. We know that. They've been statistically near the bottom of the league in basically every category, right? But I am a little surprised at the timing, right? They, they do it hours after this loss to the Colts. Instead of doing it earlier in the season where maybe firing Gunther, getting, even if it's Marinelli, like, just a change to spark the team or to change something. They waited maybe a little too long, in my opinion. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think the Raiders needed to make this move over the off season, and I think when they hired Rob Marinelli, everybody kind of knew the writing on the wall, right? But Because Marinelli is widely respected around the NFL. Uh, he's got a ton of experience as a defensive coordinator. He's been a head coach before. It, it just seemed like this was eventually going to be the result. But Ryan, it's I'm not sure how much is Paul Gunther's fault. Yeah, I mean, you look at the personnel that's on the field uh, against the Colts, and there's just not a ton of talent on the defense. I- I'm not sure what Paul Gunther's supposed to do. I- I'm not saying that he is a good coordinator and that he should shouldn't have been fired, but – I think the problems on that defense go way beyond just who's calling the plays.
1: So you're bringing up Mike Mayock. That's where you're at. I know you've got some beef with Mayock. This is a good time mm. to do it. This is a great time yeah. to do it.
2: Yeah, I know we teased this last week about uh, you know some of my problems with the way May- Mike Mayock has designed and built this defense. But yeah, I, 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 I don't think the I don't think the personnel is very good at all.
1: I don't think the Colts are like a prolific offense by any means, but they're, they're putting up 456 yards, right? So, I mean, it's just, it's just brutal, and uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to win games. It's hard to get into the playoffs and win playoff games when you can't stop anyone, and, and I agree with you. Do you think... There's any hope with Marinelli coming in there? I know you think it's more of a personnel than a coaching issue. What do you think that he could change going forward?
2: Yeah. So what Marinelli is going to do is he's going to simplify this defense. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be all about just trying to find ways to get uh, pressure on the quarterback. The coverage schemes aren't going to be complex or anything like that. Uh, and I do think that works to a degree, especially against average to below average quarterbacks. Um, but the the thing that Marinelli has always struggled with is when he goes up against a good quarterback, they know exactly what's coming on every single play. So the Rodgers and the Mahomes and those kind of quarterbacks can pick his defense apart.
1: What do you have the most beef with, with the Raiders for this game against the Colts markets? Obviously it was a must win game as we've talked about uh, in, in the last episode as well. This is, they had to win mm-hmm. this ball game. We know what their chances are now. They're not good. They're down, what, in the 20s, something like percentage-wise they're down there? Yeah. I mean, the defense held the Colts to one punt. They had all kinds of problems. The offense, I mean, there was two field goals Mm. from inside the 10 in the third quarter, right? It's like, Gruden, when are you going to learn that you can't do that kind of thing when your defense can't stop anyone? There was turnovers. You know, like, what do you have the most beef with with the way the Raiders went out there and played against the Colts at home?
2: Yeah, so yesterday, Anthony Costanzo, the Colts' left tackle, went out with, you know, on the first drive of the game with an injury. Uh, the Colts have a pretty good run-blocking offensive line, but the Raiders finished yesterday with one pressure. Not one sack, one pressure all day long on Phillip Rivers. They never touched him, never got a quarterback hit, never knocked him down. Uh, so Rivers, certainly not the most athletic and mobile guy in the world. He's dealing with a foot injury, and yet the Raiders couldn't make him feel uncomfortable at all. If you can't rush the passer in, in today's NFL, you've got no chance. And Paul Gunther wasn't able to scheme anything up. Nobody was able to win a one-on-one matchup, and that's why they
3: were blown out.
1: Yeah, now Rivers can't even freaking move. So that's, it no. is so frustrating, right, when you can't even get up on him and just bother him at all. he's He's throwing those lollipop flutter balls all over the place. He can't move. And you can't get anyone around him it is so it's so brutal it is it is it does hurt
2: yeah and it's i mean that you knew going into the game if he had all day to throw he was going to pick this defense apart and no that's doubt. exactly what he did
1: no doubt so let's get our fantasy advice from the huddle.com because i do have a i have a fantasy kind of question i want to get marcus's take on it involves one of the raiders players that it was this is this is kind of a funny story i want to get into it we'll do it coming up next
0: Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends. Sit up, start up. These are the fantasy picks of the week. It will kill me if this game ends at a tie. I need this win. This game's pretty much done. With Corey Bonini from TheHuddle.com. It's week 15 of the
4: fantasy football season, and if you're listening, that likely means you have advanced in the fantasy football playoffs. I'm Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com, here to help you with some strong plays to get you into the championship round. This one may make gamers uncomfortable, but Jalen Hurts, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles at the Arizona Cardinals, is a strong play. In the last seven weeks, five different quarterbacks have at least 22 fantasy points against Arizona, and three of those efforts were good for at least 26 fantasy points. The two bad games came from Cam Newton and Daniel Jones. Hurts, a rookie made his NFL debut as a starter last week and he acquitted himself well enough. His major upside comes from his legs, but the game wasn't too big for him in last week's debut. That said, he's best to use in two quarterback setups. Running back Jeff Wilson Jr. at the Dallas Cowboys. The 49ers may be without Raheem Mostert once again with another ankle injury. And Wilson is the likeliest place to turn for the offense that is struggling for a spark after poor quarterback play and the loss of Devo Samuel. Only Houston has allowed more rushing yards per game in 2020 and the position has scored 13 times on the ground versus Dallas. Wilson may struggle to matter without finding the end zone, so understand there is a little bit of a gamble here. Wide receiver Keelan Cole of the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore has given up four touchdowns in his past three outings, and the positional defense has been relatively soft in that time. It ranks 39% easier to exploit than the league average, and nine receivers have at least 10 PPR points against the Ravens in the last four games. Don't be scared off by the name brand of the matchup. Cole benefits from having Gardner Minshew back in the lineup, and offers utility as a wide receiver three or a flex in PPR settings setups, Irv Smith Jr., the Minnesota Vikings versus the Chicago Bears. Prior to missing a few games with various injuries, Smith has flashed a few times, going for 10 points or more in three of the four appearances before getting hurt. He returned in week 11, only to get injured for two more weeks. Then he came back for a line of 463 and one against Tampa Bay last week. The Bears are the second weakest defense in the last five weeks at controlling tight ends, and if Kyle Rudolph sits one more time, Smith is a strong play for a touchdown in this divisional matchup. For more fantasy football news, tips, and advice, be sure to check out the huddle.com
1: all right so i hope everyone did well in their fantasy playoff game. i did it marcus in a 14 team league i was the number one seed and got absolutely trounced by the number eight seed i was done by halftime at the early game i was just completely Ooh. toast he had Mahomes, kelsey david montgomery i was completely toast i just done so hopefully everyone had a better uh, better weekend with me in their fantasy playoffs Unless you're a Josh Jacobs owner. Now, this was a really interesting story. (laughs) So before the game, Josh Jacobs seems to have messed with fans and fantasy football players, right, Marcus? When he goes on Instagram and he posts, sorry, guys, I'm not playing today with laughing emojis. Now, I don't know if you would. So I guess people were asking him on social if he was going to play. He gives Uh a crying emoji saying, no, guys, I'm not going to play. And then. He must be getting flagged. You know, you know how people are about their fantasy lineups. There, inter- when you can interact with the players on Instagram and Twitter, it brings ba- it brings out kind of the worst in people. I think is uh, people that are obsessed with their fantasy football teams and want to yell at the players for being hurt or not being able to play or or dropping the ball during a big matchup. So Jacobs. Posts another one that says, a lot of hot fantasy owners. And then with little <laughs> tiny words at the bottom, he basically says, go F your fantasy team. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, yeah. and the funniest part about this is Jacobs is actually ends up, he ends up being active and he plays in this ballgame. So what the hell is Josh Jacobs doing with this? Uh, and for me, it's like, man, this is a huge game. Like, why are you dinking around with fantasy football players on, <laughs> on social before the game? Like, that just doesn't seem like where your head should be at before a huge game. That was my thing on it. What do you, th- you think about this <laughs> whole thing, Marcus?
2: I found it hilarious because I think Josh Jacobs meant he wasn't playing around, right? Like, this is the game that he was going to come out and dominate. He, he's done missing time. And because he forgot that word, around, people started to freak out. Adam Schefter tweeted out a, a, a screenshot of the messages. So all these fantasy people, and I'm talking like le- big people in the league are asking me, hey, do you know if Josh Jacobs is playing? I'm in, I'm in the playoffs this week. I need to know if he's playing. And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm watching him warm up on the field right now with his jersey and everything. (laughs) The funny thing is people that panicked and benched Josh Jacobs probably made out pretty well because it wasn't like Josh Jacobs did anything spectacular against the Colts. So uh, those people that, you know, freaked out and panicked they actually, it actually worked out for them. So crazy, crazy, like 15, 20 minutes there.
1: Did you have a problem with Jacobs doing that, like dinking around? With course the no, okay, of course so, not. No, so of course not. No problem. It's
2: fantasy football. Yeah, he can, he can make these people mad. I thought it was hilarious. I think he did a good job of trolling people.
1: Okay, so you, so you're good before a big game. Jacobs trolling people. That doesn't. You don't yes, think it's that fantastic. has. Okay, so this isn't something. That, so I'm overreacting. I don't. I'm, I'm starting to think like, what's going on with this Raiders team? They're dinking around <laughs> on social media before a big game, and then they go out and play like ass. So no, it like, was
2: good. Great. I, it was great. I th- again, I think it worked out for all the people that sat Josh Jacobs. So, no big deal.
1: Mass hysteria. Pe- people picking up Booker off the waivers. Like, they're trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> Josh Jacobs, how can you do that to people? We take this very seriously. It's what uh, fantasy, fantasy football is the one thing where you're invested for 14 weeks. Yeah, yeah. for like a hundred dollar prize, but whatever it is, you know, it's like you, you invest all this time and energy and effort into something that it, it really, the payoff, I don't think is very big at the end.
2: Yeah. 2020 has taken a lot from us. Don't take fantasy
1: football yeah. from us. 100%. 100%. So uh, we keep teasing your, May, your Mike Mayock take. And I think one thing, a lot of people were kind of heaping praise on him. I think mid season saying that the Raiders are kind of turning it around. They were looking poised for a playoff run. I know you've been a little sour on him. Uh, you know, he's a guy that the Raiders plucked from the NFL network there. He was doing his, you know, his draft takes and all that. And now he's mm-hmm. building a football team. What do you think? Where do you think the biggest failings have come on, on uh, from the GM?
2: So when Mike Mayock got the job for the Raiders, uh, he was given a ton of resources, right? In 2019, they had three first round picks and 2020. 20, they had two first round picks. Uh, they had endless amounts of free agent dollars to spend. And you go back and you look at some of their picks and. Uh, those five first round picks should be like cornerstone players on your team. And you've got Cleveland Farrell, who's been all right. Uh, Josh Jacobs, who is really good, but it's a running back. Jonathan Abram, who's been uh, just an absolute liability at safety. Uh, Damon Arnett, a cornerback from Ohio state that can't stay healthy. uh, And it was struggling when he was playing. And then Henry Ruggs, who we like, but is really a decoy player in this offense. So of those five first round picks, None of those players project to be top 10, top 15 in their position. And all the free agent signings have been atrocious. Carl Nassib, uh, somebody they gave $20 million guaranteed to this off season was a healthy scratch uh, over the last two weeks. And he can't even get on the field for a team that had one pressure against Phillip rivers. So, they haven't made very many savvy moves.
1: This team
2: should have been much better than, than what it was over the last couple of years. Uh, I just think Mike Mayock deserves a lot of the bl- blame here.
1: So, yeah, so I think the the biggest beef is like you bring in the draft guru, the guy who knows, you know, he's like this college football savant, and he's out there. He's he's always giving you his takes during the draft. He can't draft anyone that's like making a huge impact, and that's the that's the, where the beef is.
2: And I think a lot of people are frustrated because a lot of their picks in the first round were considered such reach right Cleveland Farrell at number four nobody had him inside the top 10 most people had him outside the top 20 and there was really good edge rushers and linebackers such as Devin White and Devin Bush sitting right there there was obvious picks that Mayock could have made uh, but they went off the wall and it's really hurting this team right now
1: alright so good news for people holding on to hope that there are playoff chances for the Raiders that they can still sneak their way in you got the Chargers coming up next that's the good news for the Raiders let's talk about that matchup here coming up next (laughs)
0: It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire.
3: Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of Sportsbook Wire and Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm joined by my colleague, Jeff Clark. To break down all you need to know to bet on the Week 15 Monday Night Football game, Between the Pittsburgh Steelers and Cincinnati Bengals, the Steelers come in as 12-point favorites on the road, minus 110 odds to win by at least 13 points. Jeff, how does Cincinnati and the Bengals cover this 12-point spread at home? Well, Pittsburgh is very one-dimensional right now. Their running game has fallen off the cliff, and even their wide receivers have been dropping balls. So give me the double digits at home with a division opponent. Also, this could be a quintessential look-ahead spot for Pittsburgh, who's got Indian and Cleveland coming up. They've had tough games leading into this. Steelers, well-coached team with Mike Tomlin, lost two games in a row. They need to get back on track. No better spot to do it than against a Bengals team. They beat 36-10. to 10 in week 10 give me the Steelers minus 12 they win by two scores
0: so
1: the Raiders are I believe three and a half point favorites or at least that's where they open they're playing the Chargers on Thursday night football this is a bad Chargers team they get them at home Marcus, I have no idea how you're going to cover this football game because, uh, as we mentioned earlier, you, your wife, Natalie, are planning to have – it's a baby girl, right, that's on the way? Yeah, yep, baby uh, Blair, yep. Okay, so you're going to be covering the Raiders from the hospital, possibly here against the Chargers. The good news is maybe you should be able to have this uh, game story written by, you know, maybe hopefully midway through the fourth quarter because I do not want to see them, you know, messing around in this one. This should be a game – I think the Chargers have been exploited in recent weeks. Uh, now, the mm. Falcons are the Falcons, but, you know, the Patriots aren't very good and they beat them by 45. So I would like to see the Raiders, uh, the, the Raiders kind of take care of business against the Chargers. But uh, first of all, how the hell are you going to cover this game? And second of all, because yep. I know you are knowing you, <laughs> you know, you're doing the podcast right now from the hospital. And then, what do you think about this matchup with the Chargers?
2: Yeah, I'll probably be covering this this game with a, a baby in one arm, one <laughs> eye shut, the laptop in the other hand, just working. But uh, first of all, this Charger team—I I thought that the game against the the Atlanta Falcons was probably the the funniest game of the year because uh, the Falcons posted the Spider-Man meme uh, on their social media <laughs> account before they gave pointing at each other, and it. it Turned out to be the, the exact type of game that the Chargers and Falcons usually have. Matt Ryan and Justin Herbert both threw interceptions with three minutes left in the fourth quarter. You know, I don't I don't think the Raiders are going to blow out this Chargers team. In this game last time came down to a, a last second play, or uh, tight end Donald Parham for the uh, for the Chargers caught a touchdown that was eventually ruled incomplete. Um, if the Raiders can't generate any kind of pressure. Herbert's going to have all day back there to pick apart this defense. That's not very good on the back end. So I'm looking for this to be a a back and forth game, but with the Raiders to ultimately win it because of their offensive line, they should be able to to just roll over the Chargers front seven, uh, especially considering all their injuries. But, the the Raiders have to win this one. They've got to win their final three, and then they're going to need some help from some other teams to get into the playoffs. But it's not all that inconceivable to see them do so.
1: We've also talked about, John, we talked about Gruden a little bit last week. If there if there's ever a chance for your coaching to to shine, I think this is the time, right? Because the Chargers' <laughs> coaching is a it's a freaking mess over there, uh-huh. Marcus and Anthony Lynn. He is not long for the league right now. Uh, let's just put it that's Anthony Lynn. At,
2: gonna say, did you see Anthony Lynn at halftime of that Falcons Charger game?
1: I, I don't it know was, if I saw this.
2: It was there was like 17 seconds left on the clock on third and one. And they're down. there ready to kick a field goal with yes, no it's, timeouts it's left. Yeah, it, instead of throwing the ball or spiking it, he runs the ball, <laughs> and they don't get it. And they can't run the kick. They can't run the field goal team on the on the field. And it was, I, but, I, but they tried. I, <laughs> it, was, yeah, they I tri- it was, yeah. They tried. They uh,
1: tried. So, Lynn, So maybe the Raiders could exploit a coaching mismatch. Maybe even Marinelli gets in there and, and does something, you know. But I'm thinking, Gruden, you got to out coach Lynn, and you got to get this one at home. You <laughs> yeah. got, you have to.
2: You, you have to. And this is this is the type of game where you have to be able to run the ball and rely on your offense to carry you because there's nothing we've seen from the defense right now that suggests that they're going to be able to stop anybody and hold anybody under 27, 28 points. So you need Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs in that offensive line to score 31, 34 points. Just to write that down all week long, we need to score 31 points to win this game. And if they do so, I, I think they got a good chance to, to get to 8 and 6.
1: Yeah, and if there's a if your field goal attempt has a two in front of it, just don't do it. Just, nope. just go nope. for the freaking touchdown, John. Come yes. on, come on. No, I, I, I agree. Seven yarders. Come
2: on. They, they they've got to lead the league in like
1: thirty yard field goals or less. Oh, they love. They, they have to. They love that thing. It's good for Carlson's stats, but my gosh, you know so. All right, so there's Marcus Moser from the hospital, from the from the waiting room. Uh, so you must just be running on pure adrenaline right now, Marcus. This whole thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're we're getting into the uh, the into the time where you start to get a little tired. We might need the, the fifth or sixth coffee of the day here in <laughs> a little bit.
1: All right, man. Well, I wish you all the best. I can't wait to talk to you next week. I'll be looking on Twitter. I'm sure you'll be posting some updates, and you better because you know Team Mosier, We need updates on yes. that too. We get updates on every other team. And I, Absolutely, yeah. but knowing this, I I didn't want to yell at you for uh, your anti Josh Allen takes because that's my guy, Josh Allen, that big star um, from from the Bills. Yeah. I, I do like him, so uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't want to. I, I thought I might come on here and yell at you about the, your Josh Allen takes, but I've decided just really I'm quickly they're <laughs> they're
2: the second best team in the AFC, right? I Buffalo.
1: I think so. I think so. Okay.
2: Uh, that was an impressive win. I th- they needed that one. I think that showed a lot about the team.
1: Yeah, I just I just think Josh Allen's a big stud and I saw I saw some of your anti Josh Allen takes and I was like, "Oh, well, Marcus, I usually agree with everything <laughs> you say, but Mike, that's my that's my guy, Josh Allen." Well,
2: my my anti Steelers uh <laughs> takes were coming out. I just I hate the Steelers so much, so <laughs> So you so you should have been rooting
1: for Josh Allen.
2: Well, I was. I was just I, well, I wasn't confident early on in the game. It was it was a rough first half for Josh Allen. I got better though. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, yeah. So that was that was interesting. That was interesting. That's uh that's that's what good football looks like what the Bills are doing. The Raiders we that's what we gotta see. We gotta see some better football. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, in, in a big spot. So Marcus, uh hey, all the best to you and Natalie and uh Blair. That's that's uh I love that. I love that. So hey Thanks, un- Ryan, I un- appreciate un- it. Un- un- unless you haven't slept for an entire week, I will talk to you uh on on Monday night after this Raiders game.
0: Yes, let's do it. <laughs>